Hello, people, and welcome to the very first episode of Thrasher Opera House Presents. I'm here in the studio at Thrasher Opera House with Rachel Avery, our executive director. My name is Riley Eisnoggle. I'm the tech director here at the Thrasher Opera House. Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about what we're going to actually do with this podcast? It's not like the world really needs another podcast. <laughs> well, of course I can tell you what we're going to do here, Riley. And I think the world does need this one more podcast. I think it's really important that we share with our listeners and our fans and our patrons a little behind the scenes information about what goes on here at Thrasher, not just from the day to day stuff, but during a show day, maybe some of the tech geekery, as you would put it, um, and do anything from special in-person guests here at the studio to artist interviews, either over the phone or over Zoom, because that's something we can do these days. And we have some really cool artists that are coming up. And why not take advantage of just talking to them before their show and, and tell people what they can expect coming up? Speaking of artists coming up, Scaryvor is coming up this week. Absolutely. Yeah. And I actually I had a chance to sit down and talk with one of the band members. It's super exciting because it's a sold out show. Uh, it was actually Scaryvor is the first show we had to cancel when the pandemic started. That was March of 2020. So almost two years we've been waiting for this show to happen. Finally, it's happening. Finally, it's happening. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting to hear what they did during the pandemic and how the wheels have slowly started turning again, not just for Scary Vor, but other artists that we're having coming up. Um, so, yeah, I talked with, uh, with the guys about what the fans can expect on Saturday's show and what fans will be missing out on if they didn't get tickets to Saturday's show. Well, let's listen to the conversation. Sounds good. Hello. Today I'm speaking with Daniel Gillespie from Scary Vor. Uh, Scary Vor is going to be at the Thrasher Opera House this Saturday, January 15th, uh, and it's a sold-out show. We're really excited to have you. Welcome. Thank you. Delighted to uh, be coming back to Thrasher. It's a few years since we were there, and it's been a few years, I think, since this show was originally planned. So uh, it's, it's amazing to, to think we're finally going to get there after two years. I think this show actually was going to be um, the next one for us when we cancelled our tour back in March 2020. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I remember it well. It was the first one yeah. we had to cancel, and... That's and right. what a whirlwind that was. <laughs> yeah, a lot's happened since then. So, um, Absolutely, yeah. Um, speaking of which, you guys have done some pretty cool things during that time, you know, when you when you couldn't perform for live audiences. I think I saw that you performed on, like, a huge ship, and you yeah. did some live streams. So what was that like? Yeah, it's been very surreal. Uh, I think the first thing we did when we arrived back from the U.S., um, within the first couple of weeks that we were there, um, my brother Martin composed a tune, uh, a piece of music, as a tribute to the frontline workers that were out sort of fighting the virus and stuff like that. And um, we had this thing in the UK where people stood outside the front door and applauded uh, for five minutes on a Thursday night for all the people that were out there risking their life, you know, to, to save others. And this piece of music sort of was inspired by that. 
and it took off. We, we performed it. We got to encourage people that played instruments to join in and play outside their homes. And it went to number one in the charts. So we had our first ever number one, sort of like a month into this happening. Uh, what about pandemic? So, you know, it's obviously been a, a terrible thing and it's, it's cost a lot of lives, but we always try and focus on the, there's been lots of things that we just had to be positive about and try and use our music to, to help people you know, get through it. Uh, and then there was quite a big period of time from there where there was uncertainty. I remember us flying back from the US and thinking, oh, it's okay, we'll be back by the summer or, you know, we'll be back soon. But then then we began to realise quite quickly, you know, we're not going to be back soon, so what are we going to do? And obviously online stuff was just getting busier and busier, but we wanted to, we didn't want to just do another Facebook Live or another online stuff. We, we want to try and take it as what we do in terms of live show and try and get that as close to the experience as possible. So we spent quite a long time and we spoke to different people about filming it. And the very first one we did was in a whiskey distillery, a new whiskey distillery in Glasgow. Um, so what we did is we took the audience on a tour of the distillery, like a walk around, showed them this new distillery in Glasgow, and then we performed inside the distillery. Um, and it was amazing. I think you know we, we sort of hoped if, if we can get a couple hundred people to tune in, and it was something, I think it was like 6,000 folk and, 27 countries tuned in um, oh my so then we thought what we're going to do next so the next one we, we did Robert Burns Museum we did a tour of that and did a performance there and then the last one uh, you're talking about the ship um, is um, the ship Fingal which was a it, it served lighthouses and years ago it was a, a light, lighthouse service ship um, and actually went to Skerrywell Lighthouse that we are named after so there was a, a really good tie in but it's now a luxury hotel based in Edinburgh so it's a floating hotel part and it's an absolutely stunning uh, ship so uh, it was a nice tie-in uh, with that and that was our last live stream and we've, we've done small things but I think in total we reached something like 28,000 people across the three streams and in about wow. 31 countries so um, as I said there's been a lot of negative things we've not been able to tour but it's been amazing you know trying new things and connecting with people in a different way and hopefully it'll be something that can stay alongside the live thing you know that we can still have online stuff that allows us um to share scotland with people you know all over the world so. yeah it's quite amazing how many doors were opened you know when it seemed like a lot of doors were closing well a lot of them were um you know folks like you and, and other musicians and, and the whole creative industry had to do just that had to get creative yeah. and and find ways to open doors um and it's it's kind of cool how we're still doing some of those things even now, now that the wheels are slowly turning. I say slowly, <laughs> but they're yeah. turning. And um, so, so yeah, we can take some of those, those lessons and those things we created with us into the future. Yeah, I think that's important because it was always something that people spoke about, you know, or maybe you could, um, you know, stream a show, live stream a show. And there was certainly a, a, a resistance maybe from the artist side of going, How's it going to sound? How's it going to look? And there's maybe a resistance from the public side of going, I don't really want to watch something online if I can go and see it live, but we're almost all forced to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. made people more comfortable with, it, with, the, with the scenario of watching something online. I think the thing for us is we just tried to go, how can we make this as engaging as possible? You know, and so we wanted to do it fully live. I know a lot of artists did pre-record the stuff, but we wanted to do it fully live so that people could actually send comments in in real time and we would get yep. the messages and we could read some of them out and say, you know, 
hello to such and such in in Green Lake, Wisconsin. I say hello to somebody in Australia. I know it was it was incredible. The people that were like there were folk having their breakfast in Australia at the same time as there were folk, you know, do, doing different things at times and across the world. So it, it was amazing that way that, that you know you're realizing how many people you connect. It was strange as well having no audience. The, the very first stream was very very weird for us playing, you know, and we set ourselves out differently rather than setting out as we would in the stage. We decided to sit set up and around so that we were making eye contact with each other yeah and not just not just facing an empty room or an empty wall you know so I think what uh, you you keyed in on is the the connecting you know by doing it live and not just having it be a recording you were you were connecting with your audience and your audience was connecting with not only you and the band but with each other as well Um, and that that's the essence of live that everybody loves so much and that's how how you captured it during during those online type things. Um, but speaking of live, we are back at it. You are coming over uh, probably in 24 hours or something like that, hopping on a plane and coming over yeah. to the U.S. in the first time in how long? We, we, we did manage to go over in September. Uh, against all the odds, you know, the, there was a travel ban in place and stuff, and so many bands had said, you know, tried to get get out wouldn't get out and even our agency SRO thought we were mad that we applied for the, the exemption to travel um and thankfully we got that you know we were playing at the Ryder Cup uh, not too far from you guys at Whistler yeah. Straits recently we get asked to perform at that and um you know a lot of the promoters and festivals wrote letters of support for our application on the basis of going look there's a lot of people in the economy in America that are relying on these you know, artists, international artists to perform. So we were delighted. We didn't know for sure, even just like a week before we were going, we didn't know whether we were going to make it or not, but we, we did get the approval to fly and we got over and it was it was amazing to be back, Um, you know, after so long off the road and getting back uh, stateside. It, 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 was, it was, we all had a great time. And then we've obviously, we've been out in Europe, we've been in uh, playing in the UK, we get stopped again in Scotland. Restrictions came back in in Scotland there just sort of mid-December. So we had to cancel the last six shows, which was a which was a blow after getting back in the road. But we have to be thankful that we get back and that we did play at least some of the shows in Scotland. Uh, so we've we've not played since um, yeah about the 9th or tenth of December. So this will be the first time back together, well, which we're looking forward to. <laughs> well, we we sure feel lucky that you're able to come to Thrasher on Saturday. Um, like we mentioned before, it was the first one we had to cancel, so we've been waiting a long time for it us here at thrasher and all of your fans who are coming to the show on saturday what can we expect uh at the show hopefully you know a lot of energy from us that's what we always like to do is make sure always. people dance and join in and you know we've obviously got some new tracks that we've we've recorded like the everyday heroes track and we also had two songs uh, playlisted in national radio during lockdown for the first time ever in the uk so we'll have those songs to add in uh, as well as some of the ones we've played in the past, you know, from our older albums and our previous visits to Thrasher. So um, I remember it last time, we had, we had a great time, that the energy in the hall was was brilliant. So we're all looking forward to coming. But we, we love the Midwest, we love Wisconsin. Um, I think there's something very Scottish about Wisconsin in terms of <laughs> our outlook in life. Uh, so um, all the guys, I know just from speaking to them uh, on WhatsApp and stuff in the last couple of days, they're all really looking forward to returning. It's going to be a blast. Um, we... People have been asking 
all the time. When's Scary Vore coming back? And they're already asking, when are you coming back after this? So no, that's, good. That's, that's good. It's <laughs> a great sign that, that the folks around here love you. And, and so do we. And we can't wait to see you on Saturday. Thanks great. again. Uh, oh, and if people are, are not able to come to the show on Saturday because it is sold out, they can catch you uh, not far from Thrasher in, a, in, a, in Racine, Wisconsin, yeah, the very next day. Uh, JJ that we've known for a long, long time. Um, he's always helped with our merchandise, helped with festival. He's got a great small venue in Racine, and he's put on a show, an extra show on the, the 16th on the Sunday. So there's still, I think, about 40 tickets left for that. And we've had, we've had lots of messages of people asking about tickets for for Thrasher because uh, it's been sold out. So if they can't make that, hopefully they can they can join us on Sunday. And anyone that wants a, a second round of music can come down as well. Uh, to Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again, and we will see you this weekend. Thank you. See you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Even though the show is sold out, if you're coming, doors open at 645, show's at 730. Um, we have a VIP happy hour before the show, for, and there's a few spots left. If anyone's interested, uh, check out our website, thrasheroperahouse.com, for more of those details. Um, and we'll see you. We'll see you at the show. After Scary Vore is done, on Monday, January 17th, Missoula Children's Theater appears at Thrasher Opera House again. Yeah, they've, Missoula has been here over 30 times. We've done this program over 30 times since 2002. Yes. That's a lot of kids. Martha Jans, our administrative director, who coordinates Missoula Children's Theater's performance twice a year. She got it going here at Thrasher. She did. She thinks that this is the 34th time. Wow. Well, she would know. She would know. <laughs> yeah, so there is there is no rest for the wicked, as they say. We have the, the sold-out show on Saturday night, and then Monday we prepare the Opera House for 60 local kids to come do their tryouts. Uh, tryouts are at 4 o'clock. So if anyone out there is interested, it's kindergarten through uh, seniors in high school can can try out. And you don't have to pre-register. Just show up at 4 o'clock and they jump right into auditions from there. So for people who may not know exactly what we're talking about, what exactly is Missoula Children's Theater? Oh, absolutely. The, the It's a one-week theater residency here at Thrasher with auditions on Monday, and then practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the show is, bam, on Saturday, two shows. Um, It's a chance for kids to get that theater experience here in rural Wisconsin. You know, we're we're not a big city where there's theater productions left and right. We, we have to bring this team in from Montana, uh, to have that experience. It sounds like it's an entire theater show production condensed into a week into one week yep. with auditions and role assignments and rehearsals and makeup and costumes and the performance all happening in five days yeah the whole nine yards they get the whole experience must be a whirlwind (laughs) it's a great whirlwind i think we do we do it in january always and then another one in june and i think it's our favorite two weeks of the year um, it's really re- rewarding as a staff member here to see these kids 
start not knowing their lines and work so hard. And, and also they're working collaboratively. Um, it's students, not just from Green Lake, but the surrounding areas, Ripon, Princeton, homeschool kids. And so a lot of times when they see each other, they're meeting competitively in sports or forensics or whatever. This is a chance for them to get together collaboratively and create some, in some cases, lifelong friendships. And Rachel, you had a chance to do a Zoom call with Missoula Children's Theater this week as well, right? Yeah, I got a chance to talk to the directors, uh, the directors who are actually coming to do this program on Monday. And they, they told me a little bit about what the kids and what we can expect. Oh, great. Let's hear it. Hello, I am here today with Joshua and Zachary, two of uh, Missoula Children's Theater directors who happen to be making their way to Green Lake um, Monday, January 17th for Thrasher's January Missoula Residency. Uh, we, we do Missoula here twice a year, once in January, once in June. And as always, we are so excited for for this January version of Red Riding Hood. A um, little bit about the program for those of you who are thinking about having your kiddos try out or any kids who are interested in trying out. Kindergarten through 12th grade, you come in on a Monday, you do your auditions four o'clock at the Thrasher Opera House. Um, these guys can tell us a little bit more about what auditions would look like. And then you practice all week long and Saturday you do two shows. It's a whirlwind, but it's a really fun whirlwind. And I think it's two weeks of the year, well, one week in January and one week in June that we look forward to the most here at Thrasher. It's just really rewarding um, and really fun. So I guess let's start from the beginning. You guys are coming to Thrasher from Missoula or from somewhere else? So we uh, were being trained in Missoula, but Josh and I are actually from a little further east. I'm from New York and Josh. And I'm from Pennsylvania. So, Have you ever been to Wisconsin? <laughs> never been fortunate enough to, but with this tour, we have about half of it being in Wisconsin. So we're going to be very familiar with this state by the time we're done with this tour. <laughs> well, I hope you're, uh, I hope you're okay with cold weather because it's a little bit cold right now. We're going to have to be. We're, <laughs> we're getting used to it. Yeah, it's so. nothing that's too crazy. Not yet, at least. Gotcha. So when you get here on Monday, uh, and when the kids get here on Monday, what can everybody expect? Uh, want me to take this one? Sure. Right. All right. So on Monday, um, we will arrive a little bit earlier, and we will, and get a tour of the space and figure out exactly what the best location would be for the audition itself. Then when the kids arrive, they can expect um, us to walk through the audition process, which won't get into too much detail, but we'll give just a little teaser. No it's, spoiler alert. Yeah, very, very laid back. Um, it's us walking through a few basic acting things with them, figuring out which individuals have very strong voices, which individuals are uh, very strong in groups that have strength in numbers. Uh, same thing with dance numbers, um, very, very laid back audition style. And then by the end of the first two hour session that day, we will have the entire cast, um, the entire cast picked out and selected. And we begin rehearsals that night after a 15 minute break where the people that are staying throughout for the second rehearsal, for the second session, the first rehearsal, uh, they have like a little snack break and everyone else who is in the show will be sent home with a cast letter that will have a detailed look at what the week will look like for their parents to see. And they'll know exactly when each cast member is called. 
Okay. It's fun. It's relaxed. Um, they'll be on their feet. They'll be doing things. They'll be engaged. Um, and we'll just mostly be having a lot of fun. If, if a child hasn't had any theater experience before, are they able to come try out for this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's even encouraged. I mean, this is a very good, like you said, it's a whirlwind one week, crazy busy time, but it's a really nice introduction, especially for theater and getting a feel for what this side of the arts can feel like. And if you're someone that's never done this before, this is literally perfect for you because uh, we will take you through every step. We say dance numbers, but it's like, I mean, it'll, it's, it's nothing to be intimidated by. It's mostly just movement. It's, it's expressive movement. It's just using your voice, using your body to tell a story. So for somebody who's been wanting to try out theater, um, but is intimidated by some of the longer productions, this is, this is actually a really good introduction because it's a week long, you know, which which is kind of long, but not too long Mm -hmm. enough to sort of get the hang of things and and really give it a try. Yes. It's a very good opportunity for especially newcomers in the theater. Yeah. It's a shortened show. It's about an hour, but it is a week. So it is, I don't want to say an intense process, but it's, it's quick. It's engaged. You're not going to be uh, sitting back and relaxing. We're going to be on our feet. We're going to be moving, um, having fun. And if it is new to you, you're not, you know, we're going to do the best we can casting. And usually it goes pretty well. So okay. we're going to put you in a spot where you can really thrive. We're going to find that role that's right for you. So what kind of skills can, can parents expect their kids to be working on during the week? Uh, I think the biggest skill that they will be working on is focus. Um, Obviously, the kids will have at most four hours with us for five days. And we, like Josh said, we move very quickly. We we only have one week to put on this one hour production with costume and the set and everything. So the biggest thing that we really will skill wise be focusing on is being sure that the kids are focused, present and really ready to just work. Um, but again, of course, it's a very fun process. So it's not something that's very strict and regimented, something that's a little bit more laid back, but requires that focus to be brought back when they start to get a little, little distracted. Yeah. And to add on to that, um, I would say teamwork is huge because, well, teamwork and communication, because we have to work together to do this. We have to focus on what we need to focus on to get the ball rolling. And the whole thing is just, how do I communicate? How do I express with my voice how do i express the story i'm telling how do i express um what my character is saying and yeah so keep teamwork communication and and focus those would be the big three yeah one of the things i've noticed is um a lot of confidence being built up uh when when students come in at the beginning of the week there's a lot of kids who are a little shy a little unsure of their abilities and it's just amazing to see by by saturday after those shows are over how they're just beaming with uh, pride and confidence and they've built friendships with, with students from other schools that they've never met before. Um, so there's a lot of things even beyond theater that, that you're learning and building when you participate in Missoula. Absolutely. The, the process really is where, I mean, that's where the gold is. And you go through this process and maybe it's something you've never done before and you go in never having done this before and you come out having done something and having done it with other people, with this community of people and having achieved something. And then you get to do it in front of your parents and in front of your family, in front of your friends. And that's, it's just, 
Yeah, that's the icing on Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the theater aspect of it, I guess, much fun as and as important as that is, I feel like a big thing that they, they teach us at Missoula is though doing theater is great, it's more so about those things that you said, um, about creating something, about those kids that go in very shy and timid and come out very confident. It's very much um, like Josh said, teamwork and building stuff. It's very it's more so about the life skills than just the one week of show that they will be working on. One thing that um, we noticed when we had the June Missoula uh, and we're, it, it will be the same for this January Missoula is that the students will have to wear masks as well as our audience. And instead of looking at that as a negative or, or saying like, Oh, we have to do this. Um, the directors approached it as almost like, this is just another thing to overcome and you can overcome it. Like life throws us curveballs, and we just work with it. And um, Missoula can sometimes incorporate those masks into the costumes and just make it a part of the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for us, it's it's the same way. The masks masks are part of the costumes, and um, that's a they have the exact right mentality. It's it's just another challenge. It's just something else to overcome, and it'll make it better. And we just roll with it. Exactly. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> um, awesome. I. Is there anything else you want to add, like your favorite parts of the week? Um, for, for you as directors, what is the most rewarding part of a week of Missoula Children's Theater? So this is both of our first times touring with Missoula, and we are currently on our first week in residency. We, we just oh. started our first time yesterday, so <laughs> we haven't gone through an entire first week yet, but... Just based off of what we had yesterday, I think, at least for me, the most fun part about it is when you see a kid who's like a little shy, a little timid. Like we had some people yesterday that um, there were different activities we're doing that they were like, I don't really want to do this right now. They were a little shy. And they, and we were like, that's completely fine. That's fine. We're not going to push you too far out of your comfort zone. But after maybe five minutes, they went from sitting in um, where the audience would be seated to on stage becoming mm-hmm. a part of it. So I think for me, at least, it's being able to like draw those kids out of their shell on their own terms rather than like forcing them to come out and make them feel like they have to be social, but just like, you know, letting them be comfortable enough with us and the other actors to experience something new like this. I think that's probably the biggest thing for me. The growth, the growth from point A to point B, like seeing that is the coolest thing. One thing I think Missoula does very well, um, in the way they design their rehearsals is one of the things is they put some of the older kids like almost in charge of the younger kids. And there's this sort of role model aspect to it. Um, and at the end of the week, you see these littler kids looking up to these bigger kids who have the bigger roles and it's, it sort of inspires them to, okay, next year when I try out, I want to get that bigger role. And, and then you see those bigger kids take on that leadership role, which is also really important. Um, so I just have to commend Missoula on, on some of those, I don't want to say tactics, but, um, whatever the the word is. The structure of their, of their (laughs) week. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Uh, there's, there's a lot of goodness there. Um, more, more than we can talk about in a short interview, but actually there's no better way to discover it than participating in Missoula children's theater yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. or as a parent watching your student go, go through Missoula, um, one thing I do want to mention is that here at Thrasher, students don't have to pay for this opportunity. We keep it free for all students to participate, thanks to the, the strong community support we have and partnerships with our sponsors. So lots of love goes out to 
the community of Green Lake and beyond for making this available to our community's children. That's um, wonderful. We're honored to be a to be able to be a part of that. Yeah. I mean, any community that supports the arts is fantastic, and that's really exciting to know that we're going to be a part of that over the next week. I think when you get here, you'll feel the love. We're you know we love Missoula Week, so just just wait. You get home cooked meals when you're here. I don't know if you knew that yet. All right, I did not know that. That's <laughs> awesome. Say no more. Oh, we've That's been at a, a hotel room for the last week, and we've had to like live off of like Walmart rations. It feels like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you get some home cooked meals from some of our very best volunteers. So that that's very something grateful. to look yes. forward to. That's very <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. Well, good luck with this first residency, and um, we are so looking forward to seeing you on the 17th. Us too. Yeah. Thank you so much for this interview. This has been wonderful. All righty. You guys take it easy. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, folks, just a couple of things coming up after Missoula. Uh, We have John McGivern's Main Streets featuring Green Lake uh, coming up on February 1st. John McGivern was here over the summer, and he he did videos with some local businesses and around the lake, and featuring some of Green Lake's hot spots, some of our and some of our traditional spots too. Uh, so that premiere is happening here on the first. If you want to get tickets, uh, you go to the Green Lake Chamber of Commerce website. And then after that premiere, we have Willie Porter, one of our one of our favorites, coming on February twelfth. Willie's getting close to two decades at Thrasher Opera House on an annual basis. It's amazing. He's a great talent and a great performer. We're looking forward to having him back. He always brings something new, and I think this time he's bringing some new talent with him, too. That's pretty exciting. It'll be a great show. More on that next episode. Right. All right, folks. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to Thrasher Opera House Presents. Be sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and of course, if you need anything else, go to our website, thrasheroperahouse.com.